0: everybody. <laughs> Eric is. Er, er, well, hello, baby girl. How you doing, honey? She she's been sick. She's got strep
1: oh, throat. I'm sorry, but she oh. got ice cream yesterday. Ooh, ice cream works on that. I've heard that, but you have to have it three times a day for a week. To get rid of strep throat. Oh, good. Because that—that's how I keep strep throat away. I eat ice cream three times a week, every day, of the week, and I haven't had strep throat in. Well, frankly, I've never had strep throat, and that's—that's that's the key. <laughs> that is the key. That that's is the key. key. Little tip for you, a little health tip for you. So come back and ask for more. I got plenty. Exactly. I'm into health. You,
0: so me too. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I've had a hell of a week.
1: Yeah, Kevin, that's uh, that's that's a big week. There is nothing bigger, man. For the people of us that have been through that, man, I have to tell you that's a. Uh, well, you tell us, man. That's a. Uh,
0: well, it's it, was, it was one of those deals. First of all, you have to understand, my mother. Was is ninety years old, and she was committed to the fact that she was going to live to be one hundred and two, and she drove, still drove, she still played bridge like every day. She went to uh, Bible study and church all the time, and so, and I talked to her on like Wednesday, and she was fine, and everything was good. And then I get a call from my sister on Saturday morning and it was like well hi sis how you doing well uh mom's dead what you're kidding and so we we went through that little thing and then i so saturday we uh she died in in her bed asleep just like she wanted to and i, I you know she she led a charmed life that one and uh so we had to go up and uh and take care of her, and we were there till about ten o'clock that night uh, on Woodby Island to uh, wait for somebody to to take her away, and then we were now in our process, which is why it was almost late because we were signing papers for her uh internment and stuff. So it's been it's been quite a, quite a quite a
1: little bit of a week. So it's been it's been kind of kind of crazy. Good for her for going in her sleep, man. Out of it's all the ways good. a person can go, that's that's uh, that's the God-chosen way, man. Yeah, but it is. Yes, man.
2: When my grandmother was 98, she knew her time was coming up. And so mom talked to her, and she got to pick out her casket, and she loved it. And it was a beautiful floral design with pinks, and she just loved it. And she was thrilled that that was for her. So she was starting to get excited for the event because every day we got closer. But she thought, how neat, like a new home, so to say. Wow. <laughs> yeah, honestly. She was, wow. She well, was going to have a
0: happy place, a happy home. Uh, while we're, we're just getting just getting started here, um, I want to make sure that we put out the numbers for everybody. And you'll see it scrolling across your screen, which is 206-408-1395. If you would like to talk to us and if you have any questions about our topic today or just want to chime in, that would be the number to call and we'll put you on the air with us. That would be fun, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it'd be fun to talk to somebody. (laughs) Other than us. You know, because I talk all the time. You
2: know, my roommate knocks on the door. Who are you talking to? I say, huh? (laughs) I do that. Do you? I do that nonstop when I'm riding away. Who's in there with you?
1: See, there's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. It's when you start arguing with yourself that's when you know there's problems. That, that's I know, a bit, right?
3: It's <laughs> just your higher self, guys.
1: But at least I get to win an argument that side because you know I'm on both sides of the argument. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true.
0: And you know, the other thing is, by the way, you guys. I wanted to make sure that you all knew that uh, we're in we're in negotiations with Kayla May to create her own. Our show right here on my Independence Report. So we um, we're, we're <laughs> going to see. Well, if,
1: what's the
3: name if, of this again? Oh my gosh! What did I say it was? Divine spiritual talk with Kayla May.
2: Divine spiritual talk, with Kayla May. That's incredible. incredible. That we're we're moving cool. up. You just moved us oh, up man. a few more notches, Kayla.
3: <laughs> I try. I try
0: so it, it, it that will be a lot of fun to do we haven't figured out the day or time yet so stay as they as they say stay tuned everybody because we'll figure it out sooner or later and uh, we're going to give her our own old opening and the whole thing so uh because she's actually very she you guys see it, it was crazy because when i talked to her in and uh after i Told her that my mother had passed she said oh i'm so sorry i wish i'd have told you that a couple weeks ago what tell us that story kayla
3: well kevin and i were talking i think maybe about two and a half three weeks ago and somehow we got on the conversation and topic about his his brother who had passed away and his mom so i guess i can communicate with living people conscious thoughts their subconscious thoughts, I guess. And so she came in and Kevin had told me that she was going to be here a lot longer. And I go, well, I believe it's going to be a lot sooner than you think it's going to be. And then he sent me the message on, what was it, Saturday? Saturday. That his mother had passed away and that he was heading out to Whidbey Island. And that's when I told him, though, no, I wish I would have told you. I wish I had <laughs> had a little more time. <laughs> To brace myself for all this, but it kind of just happened.
0: Well, so. the other thing that she said on a different occasion, when I was talking about my brother who passed, in uh, it's it's kind of hard. I was just talking about two, my brother who passed in in October, and um, and she said, "I think Randy is going to is is out there ministering to your mom." Mm-hmm. And and I said, well, why would he do that? She's going to be here for a long time, and that turned out that she was actually spot on. So so her her gifts are are certainly in my mind they're absolutely real, and so she we're going to we're going to reward her with a uh, with a, with a show that we're going to and she's going to become world famous and drag our shiny asses right along with her. This is Kayla, exciting,
2: Caleb. By chance, would you know if? The two of them are watching the show today with us. Oh yeah, no, they're they're
3: always watching though. They were. She's in more support now than what she was. She just didn't perceive it to be when she was living. And I told Kevin that. So no, they're they're both watching. She in in Kevin's mind. You. She sent a message to you.
2: Yes. So
3: I, I mean, well, city I,
2: how that message came to me. As I was walking around and doing my prayer and I was asking up above, can you please give me a good one? Can we hit that nail on the head? And in transit walking, I froze up that filtered in and on the fly, I went to Kevin and Eric immediately.
3: It's a good thing you didn't. It wasn't
2: my idea, it It was an intervention.
3: It hit spot on though.
0: Well, and because and we, we've all got stories and basically, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to talk about are our experiences with used cars and, and buying cars and stuff like that. And as it turned out, Matt, when you text me that you said, I want to do an episode about used cars, I was talking with my sister about the disposition of my mother's used car at that very moment it's amazing it it really really that's that's one of those spine tingling you know um it wasn't um,
2: my (laughs) idea i asked for something to hit me and it hit and i called
0: well that's that was divine intervention is what
2: yes yes
0: oh how about this one sounds like caleb may's a badass Badass.
3: (laughs) Why? Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> that that is so cool. So we're we're gonna we're gonna put her right out there, front and center, and make her make her admit that she's blushing. got some gifts.
3: <laughs> I'm blushing because I said I felt like a spiritual badass, but I changed it from spiritual badass to to divine spiritual talk with Kayla because I was like, I can't put myself out there as a badass, but somebody just did. So God bless you.
0: <laughs> I actually kind of think that maybe that that we should kick that title around because I think spiritual badass, <laughs> Kayla May, spiritual badass would be a
2: great title. That's only scratching the surface. Just <laughs> what do you think, Eric? <laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: Spiritual badass, Man, with a that, that opens saltiness. up doors, huh?
3: With a little saltiness.
1: With a little salt. <laughs> that,
0: I'll that's take
3: your ass
1: with a little salt.
0: <laughs> so, so if anybody that's listening, if you want to chime in, if you if you think that's a good name, then uh, give us a uh, <clears throat> give us a comment, or you can give us a call if you want to, and we will. The phone lines are all set up and stuff. So, but since. Matt, since we st- since this was your idea, oh, how well let's let's see.
1: Let's
2: keep it there. You go. That's three <laughs> votes in, man. I yeah. second the motion.
1: Four votes.
2: I cast a vote for that.
0: I think that's a go. I think that's a wonderful title. Can the may? This was a <clears> clean <throat> election.
1: This was a clean, transparent election. There is no conspiracy. down.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs>
1: i <laughs> don't have to recount
3: might be a long title then
1: i'll <laughs> put oh, uh just use the the initials k-m-a-i-a-b-a what does that say kiba <laughs> <laughs> kayla kiba <laughs> No, I
0: I really like that uh, that uh, that title. Kayla May, spiritual badass. It's it's almost like sweet. (laughs) It's sweet and lovable and loving and it's like
3: sweet and sour candy. You got Kayla May and then badass.
0: (laughs) Oh, you you, know the tagline could be (laughs) the tagline. You know, Kayla, the the tagline underneath it could be something like uh, Kayla May, spiritual badass. Don't piss her off.
1: <laughs> eternity your eternity rests on it.
2: <laughs>
0: exactly. Something something fun like that. That would be that would be that would be great fun. So but Matt, you you're the one who started this little little deal was talking about used cars and some stories to I, I know you've bought a bunch of used cars in
2: your life many 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 and this is kind of a sing along with mitch miller thing because we have people from the east coast listening in they'd have their sheriff stories and then some we've got the west coast and a lot lot of people have would have a lot to say about this so i get the ball rolling here years and years ago growing up we were a cheap family and we also were overeaters. they called me little matthew and you guys know what i'm like at a dinner table <laughs> well, anyway, dad was forced to only own one car because of the family budget. So it had to be something exceptionally wide. We got the Plymouth cars. They're really wide. They were referred to like, as boats.
1: Like the Fury, Fury 3? That's exactly Fury? what it
2: was. We had a Plymouth ah, Fury yeah. 2 because oh, we yeah. we couldn't go plush on it. It was all about capacity. Was that well, with anyway, the 350 dad, or the dad 425? Owned cars. Dad owned his cars for many years until they would drop dead. Well, he sold one in a lousy neighborhood we were at. And about a month later, I was in a restaurant and I could see our old car, now someone else's possession, parked across the street. Well, when I was young, whenever I got keys, I kept them on a keychain. If they didn't serve a purpose, I still kept the keys because it made me feel important, which I was not. So I have all these keys on my keychain. I'm looking at that car, and the owner of the restaurant comes up and says, Hey, how do you like a free meal? Move that car for me. If you can figure out, just move it. It's hurting business. Well, I have the keys in my pocket for our old car. Now, we're in a lousy neighborhood, and why gamble getting shot, stealing somebody's car just to get a free meal? So I thought about it. I could hear the guardian angel argument going back and forth in my head, and I played it safe. I'm sorry. I cannot help you, sir. Paid for my mill, and I lived to tell the story. Why be seen driving off in dad's junkie car and get killed on top of it, maybe. This so this was my and it's a used car, so it qualifies for this topic. Anyone meet this, or beat that one.
1: This this wasn't the uh, rough Hungarian women that were in your neighborhood, was it?
2: It was from my neighborhood, but a few blocks over. They were across wow. the street. We're a little further down Beacon Avenue, same west side story, so to say.
1: Got
0: and by, by the way, um, we've had lunch with Matt, and I was almost afraid he was going to eat the plate as well as, as the everything, because it was clean. They could they didn't even have to wash the dish after it was done. No, did they he noticed they knew me
2: by name?
1: They did, and they even brought him other dishes, and he cleaned those up, and the dishwasher just kind of stood there. And, I like and, the
2: newspaper on the floor, yeah. you know, how thoughtful. Pickups, um,
1: yeah, the newspaper was a nice touch. So was that apron, by the way. And I like that she provided one to us too. The, the the tarp was a was a nice thing to have. By the I way, saved, got- I saved mine for later. <laughs> I added milk in the morning for a nice cereal, a Mexican cereal. <laughs> oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. That was good. I yeah. got
0: a question for all three, all four, all three of you. Uh-huh. Um, is there a difference between a car in New York City or a car in Seattle, Washington? Yes. Okay. Absolutely.
3: Steering wheels on the opposite side.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's trying to give me
3: zombie. <laughs> <the> zombie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, it's just, so Eric, what's the difference? Well, you can find a parking spot uh, in Seattle that doesn't cost you three hundred dollars a month. and ah. uh, you can park it on the street. The emission standards are different. Um, let's see. That's all that I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Well, as it turns out, my mother. This is kind of a funny story. In a more in a macabre sort of way. Okay. So so we loaded up after after we were done with her and she had been taken away and it was Saturday night. We decided to take her brand new car that she bought on July first. Now this is she died on the 17th. Man. So it was a brand, supposedly a brand new car. It's hard so to So we use, loaded yeah. it up. My brother was going to drive. My brother-in-law was going to drive it to uh, their house. And we were on Woodby Island. So we got to the ferry line and we had to wait because there was a line to get on the ferries. Mm-hmm. And he called and said, this isn't a brand new car. What? What? She <clears> said <throat> it was a brand new car. No, it's got 75, 77,000 miles on it. Uh-oh. Huh? What and as so then we uh, figured that out and and then the next day he was looking at the car and he saw some corrosion oh on no. the uh, um, oh no on the engine yeah. and this was a uh, a 2017 she oh. traded in a 2015 with 56 thousand miles to a 2017 with 76 thousand miles on it oh, and so awful. and so. She got taken by the dealership for that. And in addition to that, uh, he said that there was corrosion, that he saw
1: some corrosion there. Oh, that's terrible. So they retitled that car, didn't they, after a flood?
0: No. What they did was um, that car. And my, so my brother-in-law was looking through the glove compartment, and he found a, a piece of paper that was the lady had come from New York. And had driven across country and then got here and sold the car to the dealership, who used to be Roy Robinson, and now it starts with a K, and uh, I'm they're forever in my debt for being a bunch of pukeheads. But besides that, um, so I called my son, the mechanic, and I said, because uh, I had never heard this before, and I said, son... Um, the car has 76,000 miles on it, and it's actually a used car, and it came from New York, and he said, it came from where? He said, it came from New York. He said, get rid of it. Right now. Do not keep it. Because, in New York, there's quite a bit of snow. They use salt on the roads. So, the undercarriage of a... So, never buy a car if you can from here, if you are living anywhere from there, do not buy a car from New York or or the Eastern Seaboard because of the salt. and uh, And so my son said, get rid of it. Uh, a good friend of mine, I asked him about it. He said, get rid of it. They had a mechanic look at it, and he said, I just had an, a two-year-old Acura that has that has rust on the under underside because of the uh, because of that. So. What they did, and they didn't tell her that any of that when she bought shame the car on them.
1: shame on them it, it,
0: why it,
3: it, it, why it? huh? why would they? they found an easy target.
1: They sure did man
2: what See, yeah. that's,
1: that's that's the rough thing about buying a car, you know, and I don't know how it got uh, how it got that way or why you know why why used cars has always been such a scam, you know. You always have, you have to be really careful. You have to get your mechanic involved beforehand. Otherwise, you get taken. You know, and I can say that with experience because I'm one of those fools that looks at a car and falls in love with a car even before I open up the door and get into it, you know? You're like so, my son. Yeah. You know, I, I've made plenty of mistakes like that. Uh, fortunately, you know, buying from a dealer has only been a few times I've bought from, you know, People where I could knock on the door and say, "Hey, man, you know, hi. when I bought this car, it had a motor in it. What happened to it when I got it home? It no longer had a motor. That kind of thing." <laughs> hi, <Yes>. hi, man.
2: <laughs> in high, high school, we always picked cars by what they looked like, and if they had a spoiler on it, now it was really Ooh, something. Yeah. And so, a group of us guys in high school. Blind leading the blind. We came across (laughs) such a car to use car lot. Well, when the guy tried starting it, it wouldn't. And when they got it going, it idled really high and loud. And everything was delayed. It was a home-built thing. And so even though it looked cool, my friend decided to back out of it. A couple days later, he's going down the street. And another group of idiots, they had purchased this vehicle (laughs) with the paint job and the spoiler. So my friend says, I think we're going to have some action here. He pulls up next to the guy and starts to ride the clutch like you want to drag. And they were stupid enough to do it. And so we went, they pulled ahead, and then the ball of fire came out of the tailpipe, and they closed it, and we drove off. (laughs) It was going to happen anyway, but it happened then.
1: The death of a car, man. Yeah, those spoilers add so much. So what
0: was your uh, <laughs> guys? What was your favorite car when you were in high school that you okay. always wanted to have, even if you couldn't afford it?
1: In high school, that I wanted to have. Yes. Oh man, you know, I, back then I wanted one of those Roadrunners. <clears throat> oh Richard yeah, Petty had that Richard Petty had, and the, back then the dealers couldn't even sell. What they were about what they were selling. Some of those would just sit on the lot and they would take down the roadrunner part and change it back into what they really were, you know. And those cars now, if you have an original Roadrunner, like a buddy of mine, a fellow bus driver has one and he's had it since high school. And he's uh fixing it back up, he's getting it back into you know cherry condition, and then he's gonna sell it retire. That's his retirement plan. Is his car from high school? Cool. And I've always loved those. You know, I mean the, and I guess you know solely, you know, this is high school logic. There's no, you know, deep thinking involved in this. I want this because it's you know, uh, a reliable car. It's going to get me point A to point B. It's got a nice, comfortable back seat. There isn't any of that logic. It's totally <laughs> Richard Petty passing on the right, passing on the left. You know, going through traffic, weaving through traffic, just. uh and the car holding the line so beautifully, you know, it could handle. That's the thing about it. That's It was one of the, <clears> the muscle cars that could handle reasonably well with all that power. That's something America wasn't so good about or even so concerned about. That's where the European cars really kicked their ass. So, you know, the Roadrunner and then those BMWs. They co- God, what were those little square box things?
3: The are cars
1: huh
3: i call them toaster cars
1: <laughs> toaster cars yep that probably fit that description
0: so That's so eric yeah. i'm i'm, I'm kind of curious as to why a comfortable back seat was important to you in a car that you were going to drive
1: oh um
3: <laughs> use your imagination well
1: because i was very studious and i wanted to go somewhere comfortable to study <laughs> because the library was too loud so kids when you get a car with a comfortable back seat make sure you have a lap desk so that it can store easily on your right and you can sit comfortably in your back seat vans those work too
0: <laughs> my my friend had a van with a
1: mattress in it yeah, my... i think that that was my favorite vehicle my favorite uh <laughs> I bought this red, I fell in love with this red van as I was driving by one day. Oh, shit. I got to get that because it had a for sale sign, right? It was written for and then sale, S-A-I-L. So, yeah, that worked for me. I can get a good buy on this gun. So, it had the mag wheels, you know, big shiny. It was red, had the side pipes and the steps, and it was a GMC uh, 50, and it was a cargo van, so it had the shag carpeting everywhere, you know.
2: You just going to
3: say shag and wagon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was doing design work back then, so I needed a pl- I needed a good uh, I needed a good vehicle that would could carry a lot of stuff. And I thought, okay, well, the cargo van is perfect for me, and it's already padded with the carpet and everything. And then I had weekends off, so I would go down back then. You could go down to the ocean and camp on the beach. So I built the frame that I could slide my queen-size bed onto this frame. would sit on the wheel wells. And then beneath it, I had a place where I could put in the cooking stuff, you know, the stove. And I could keep anything that I needed. It was terrific. And I bought this van, and I drove down the road, and I sort of laughed at the guy at the, you know, incredible buy I got. And then, uh, you know, about uh, two months later, I got in the mail that it was time for emissions. Oh no! <laughs> and I took it into emissions unsuspecting, right? Because I'm an idiot, and <laughs> I go through it. I'm I'm proud of this thing because it runs great. And the the guy hands me, "You failed," and I said, "What?" And he said, "Yeah, you're you're not even close, man. You you got uh, you're you're you're, emission, you're somebody did something to all the exhaust system and the catalytic converter isn't there you know they cut this up and stuff oh no way and sure enough you know and i took it to the mechanic and he just said this this is going to be more than the van is worth and i love that van <laughs> so i spent the money <laughs> of course you did of course I did. And I tell you, I'm glad I did because I'd take that thing down for the weekends and I'd sit on the beach and I'd bring a, a bottle of tequila with me and and a, a couple of cigars and I'd open up the side door and I'd sit on that bed and I'd take in the ocean and as i drink my tequila and smoke the cigar and I'd wake up the next morning with the door still open and me pass out <laughs> on my back, breathe that fresh air, start up my coffee and, you know, I'd recover, you know, by the next
0: my favorite car that I always wanted to have, never got it, was a a Dodge Charger with a 4.4 Magnum in, the, in in the engine. Those things were
1: hot, 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 hot. These are serious vehicles, man. It really was. man. how about you?
2: It was an old Chevy Nomad. They had them from 55, oh 6, God. and 7. And those were three classic years for oh Chevy man. in general, a 57 Chevy, 55 Chevy. But those yeah. nomads, the way Eric was talking about the beach party thing, they were always there and they would also chop them, but you could paint them the coolest colors. I've seen pink and white ones with Chrome and they just, there's something about the Chevy nomad. I wanted that. When I saw one, that was a metallic green with a black roof, the, the mags on it. And it was just, for me, it was a gorgeous thing. Nice. Yeah. This
0: Badass, how about yourself?
3: <laughs> um, I can honestly say my my vision of my dream car would be a '67 fastback Mustang, and it'd have to be dark purple with neon green and black interior.
1: Neon green and black interior. Neon green interior with black.
3: Mm-hmm. Interesting. My dream car.
1: So,
0: so guys, what was your what's your favorite used car story that that you have? Anybody got one?
3: I bought a car for nine hundred bucks, two thousand Pontiac Grand Dam, but it's not a bad, Damn. bad. One. It had a lot of miles on it when I bought it, but I got it for nine hundred, and it lasted me ten years. That's good enough. And I sold it to yeah. a kid.
1: Did you for for a thousand bucks? Five hundred. Five hundred.
3: Yeah, but I had a really big, huge amp and speaker in it too, so I'm pretty sure the kid was more interested uh, in the amp and speaker.
2: Well, sure. Sure. man. how about you? My brother Paul had a Chevy Nova from the 70s. And once again, yes, it had a nice paint job, but it stopped there. And Paul wanted to get unloaded off of his hands. So we called up our shyster friend, Brian. I will not reveal his last name. And Brian says, here's what you do. And so he told us to polish it with rags and then to park it under a tree where the lights are obscured. And then he goes, you know what this stuff is? And he shows us a can full of gum out. He says, pop the hood. And he just got the carburetor saturated with gum out. And so this father who knew everything watching out for his kid, he saw the car, this or that. And, oh, it looks nice. Watch me. Watch me. He hit that ignition. Just buy it. Buy it. So anyway, two days later on I-5, we saw it parked off to the side under the Seneca Street Viaduct.
1: You shameful thing you. Yeah, It's always good to have one shyster friend.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, he's um we didn't hang out with him, but we knew when to call on him. Yeah. And he unloaded yeah. the car for us. It was illegal as his transition and pop knew everything. By the <laughs> it way he looked so nice at night, shining, reflecting. I love it. By I bought way, this. Go oh, go ahead.
1: Go, go ahead, Eric. Back. Let's see. It was, a, I think it was 90, 93 or 94. I bought a 1973 Cadillac Eldorado. Oh, no, it was God. a Deville. Excuse me. It was a Deville. And it was a green. It was, you know, that 70s green. And it was owned by this little old lady who had bought it new. And she hadn't even put, oh, 75,000 miles on it yet. And she was a friend of my mother's uh, that would hang out at the you know, the um, I don't know what they call them, the old people's club, uh every community's got them. Senior center, thank you. The senior center where they I, eat, I are
0: know. one, so I know that about yeah, that.
1: They they'd eat, you know, hot soup and sandwiches, you know, and then talk about stuff.
0: And this Give woman them the needed front of a to sell huh? <laughs> this
1: them woman front of their shirt church stuff. Yeah, this woman needed to sell her car. She didn't want it really any money for it, so she sold it for me to me for three hundred bucks, which back then was cheap, you know. And this car was nineteen feet six inches long, from the front of the bumper to the back of the bumper, and it was six foot six inches wide from the inside of the left rear door to the right side of the right rear door. A lot of room in there, and. I kept that car for a full summer and it had the wheel covers on it, you know the back wheel covers that uh, go halfway. Damn, that was a nice looking car. It always been outside, but it was starting to have some electrical issues. And there was something else that was going on because it, it started to backfire. And it let out a huge one. I mean, people like ducked in the streets like that, and you know, and they were looking around because was that you, you were know, the car the car. Right. Oh. <laughs> the car. And when and then the car got difficult to drive. The whole sound it sounded choked and it would break, you know, it would stop running. And I I pulled over and I looked, and the tailpipe had squished itself so due to vacuum it flattened the exhaust pipe (laughs) how the hell does that happen and i wrote car guys about remember the show on npr car guys npr national public radio it's a radio station that uh public radio station caleb and it's uh (laughs) they have Hosts that uh, do shows. These guys did cars, uh, car guys, and they were hilarious. You I mean kind of
0: like, kind of like Kayla May, spiritual okay. badass, that kind of show.
1: Yes, and Kevin mcdonald Yeah, it was terrific. And I, I wrote them. I said, you know, how is this even possible? How can a, how can a car backfire and suck its tailpipe flat? And they never wrote back. They probably thought I was fucking with them. <laughs> <laughs> probably so.
3: Should have sent
1: so. a picture yeah i should have i should have sent them a picture because i don't think anybody believes me that happened yeah well happened. you know by the way so i we... sold it for 300 bucks oh really that's cool yeah
0: yeah um did you know that we live in a state that is very generous to when you buy a car you know how long you can take it back if you are like Buyer's remorse, or you feel like it's not the right car for you, or anything like that. Do you know how long you've got from the time you walk out of the dealership?
2: Three days. Uh, Matt? I know it was a three-day thing, but this state changed it. We're different, so they would have extended that quite a bit. Uh, go ahead and tell me. I don't want to guess. Nada. Zero. Nada. Nada Zero? Fun. You're I went seriously
0: when I went, I
2: drove I drove
0: all the way up to Marysville and uh, I got to have lunch with uh, Kayla May, which was the highlight. But the low light was I went to the dealership and I said, my mother bought this car on the 1st of July. It's a, she died on the 17th of July. She put no mileage on it. And and I would like to return the car. And he said, you want to sell it back to us? I said, well, um, that's not what I exactly had in mind. I want you to give me back the twenty-seven thousand dollars you charged her uh, oh, for this car. That, by the way, has got uh, uh, 77, issues. Seventy-seven
1: thousand miles, and
0: she so charged her twenty-seven thousand dollars
1: for this man. thing. Oh,
0: and and he said, uh, well, no, we can't do that. We're not, we're not, we're not in the business of taking cars back. We're in the business of uh, making money. So. Um, but we will, continue, and we will um, entertain the idea of buying the car back. And I said, "Well, she paid twenty seven thousand dollars sixteen days ago, and you're going, and you want to take, and how much are you going to give me for it?" And He said, "Well, we'll figure that out." And I said, "Oh, sure you will." I said, "You're gonna, you're gonna sell, you're gonna sell it, you're gonna take it back for twenty two thousand dollars, aren't you?" Because Blue Book on the thing is like twenty one. And he said, Well, you know, we'll see. And I, it's like, no, you, he, he said, when she signed on the dotted line, that car was hers and it was no longer theirs. It was not their issue, not their problem. Um, and I looked at the lemon laws and the lemon laws, you have to go through a complete, um, cycle of stuff and, and getting the car fixed and refixed and stuff before they'll even do that. So if you're, so you're, you need to make it, Good decision. When you walk in, and and they saw my ninety year old mother, who's four foot ten. She used to be five three, but now she's four foot ten and a hundred pounds, soaking wet. And they they saw her coming a mile away, and they took oh, they wow. just took advantage of her uh, to to no end. It was it was it was really was sad. But that's that's what I've learned is that uh, you have got no recourse. Go ahead, Matt.
2: You remember the Oldsmobile dealership at West Seattle? I think it was called Hewlett. Oh, sure. Yeah, they went out of business because they did such a thing to somebody who was um, mentally challenged and they met a group of legal opposition attorneys and at, uh, they lost everything over that because they wow. They shystered somebody who was trusting and it went to court and uh. The scales were tipped even.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if my mother was still with Fueling, us. Fueling, I believe it was. Yes. Speaking of which, do you guys remember Have you, you guys have lived here your whole lives, haven't you? Do you remember Dick Balsh? Very yeah. well.
2: If yeah. you can't trust your car dealer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, Kayla, this is a guy in the 70s and 80s, like in the 70s. And what he would do for his car commercial is he would take a sledgehammer to the car just because I don't know if he had too much pot or whatever. But
1: he, he
3: remember <laughs> that guy's
1: the, the, I remember that guy. I yeah.
3: might have growing up seen commercials or heard about commercials like that through my grandma and grandpa. A
1: friend of mine's dad was his body man, would fix those cars after the commercial. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's job security for you there. <laughs> that was a great commercial. That was a great commercial, boss. You should do, here, use this one. <laughs> and and he they, he kept his dealership for
0: years that way. just Because he would laugh and laugh and laugh and smash the car and laugh some more and smash the car. Come see me. And, oh, I don't know. He had that replaced Madman
2: Monson. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because he was the first one kind of doing stuff, kind of like the gorgeous George of the used car salesman. Not quite a Ralph Williams or a Cal Worthington, but Dick Balsh, you knew who that guy was. He was
0: yes, big... he, he He even came to our school and, and busted up a car right there in the middle of the, uh, um, uh, middle of the basketball
1: court. In those in, days, in car gym. bashes, right? You pay yeah. a buck and you can take a sledgehammer to a car. It was a fundraiser. <laughs> exactly. Don't they do that anymore? Kayla, do they do that anymore?
3: No, they just rip um what telephone books in half. Really? Yeah. Or put me in a pie eating contest freshman year.
1: <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do? Horrible. Horrible! How could anybody oh, yeah. do horrible eating pie? That must have been fun.
3: Not <laughs> watching the person like across from you, like Ralph, and continue eating their pie. Oh, <laughs> done oh, right wanna, there. No babe.
1: <laughs>
0: There's, you know, there's
3: this... no appetite. I mean, I'll just you know go Ralph in my garbage bag that I'm covered in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that reminds me of one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, anybody pie. know what's what I'm talking about?
1: American Pie?
0: Uh-uh. It was... Because uh, they uh, had Rob that Reiner moment right. with the
1: pie. Huh? Rob Reiner? Because they had that moment with the pie, you know. That changed yes. pie. That changed the whole pie-eating thing. Why the purpose of buying pie for, for all kinds of people.
0: That's Young warm teenagers.
2: apple pie.
1: Warm apple pie.
0: I'm curious if anybody who's listening can remember that that movie where they, they uh, ate uh, uh, blueberry pie. And it was, uh, the name of the show was called Stand By Me.
1: I Did you the guys you watch know, Stand By Me? I saw the movie. It was about the high school, right? The inner city high school that had the, the principal that was, you know, leading no. them out of, uh, no?
0: No, this is about four kids in the late 50s that uh, found a dead body. It was a it was a Stephen King uh, uh, thing. Oh.
1: Um,
0: he he wrote it, and uh, and the the name of the original piece was "The Body," and they took it and and it was four kids growing up, and they found it, and this this kid got hit by a train.
3: Yes, and- I was going to say that, and they found the body by the railroad tracks.
0: Yes, and
3: then they were attacked and bullied, I think, by like two older people or something like that.
0: There were two gangs. They were the younger gang and uh and and then the older gang, and the older gang came there to take the body away and one of the in the the star of the movie says uh um <laughs> he had a gun on him and they and uh, he says uh suck my big fat one, you dime store hood um and that was that was a very funny part of the movie so any if you haven't seen stand by me you got to see that movie apparently oh it's you you'd love it you'd love it it's great and so would you matt <clears throat> go ahead matt
2: hi right, matt yeah i'm gonna backtrack uh, i told some friends about the used car thing we were gonna do a friend of mine i think a u-haul van constitutes as a used vehicle so I'm gonna throw this one in she was moving her life possessions from the state of Washington to Colorado and so she got this old junker U-Haul that probably should have been out in the backyard for parts and it kind of buckled when she drove it she made it all the way to Colorado and when she pulled up in the driveway as soon as she put it in park, a transmission fell out. <laughs> wow, really? Just when she arrived.
1: God, that's that's amazing.
0: I've, I've got a great uh, uh, U-Haul story. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Please. When I got divorced and we sold our house, um, right after I left the house, we left some stuff there, as as will happen, because I didn't want to drag it all, and take it all away. Well, they called me the next day and said, you need to come pick up this stuff. There's a pile in the uh, garage, and you need to take that stuff. So I had to get a U-Haul to go pick up that stuff, and one of which was a dryer that didn't work anymore. So I got the dryer and all the stuff, put it in the U-Haul, and then I drove down to this metal recycling place, which is down in Kent Valley, and uh, dropped off the dryer. And then I was going to go to uh, the uh, um, go to my apartment, and then I was going to go. Anyway, so I started going down a road, and this particular road um, um, had a trestle, and the trestle was nine feet high. Uh (laughs) Now, I'd like you to do the math. The the U-Haul was 11 feet tall, and the trestle was nine feet tall. Was this
2: made out of wood?
0: Uh the trestle was I yes
2: I think I know where you met fate please continue
0: <laughs> and I was driving merrily along just minding my own business and I was going about 30 35 miles an hour I did not see the fact that the trestle and my the top of the U-Haul were going to meet oh, I hit boy. that sucker at about 35 miles an hour oh, boy deployed the uh, um um the uh, uh, airbag and hit the windshield and all that kind of good stuff i hit it so, <laughs> eric i hit it so hard that the back bumper yeah. was on the ground oh my god and of course the <laughs> the funny the funniest part was this is now this is a train trestle right yeah so I'm I'm they they call the uh, um, fire department and they call the aid car and the police came and everybody was standing there and there were like ten to fifteen guys that were almost directly underneath the train trestle and they were kind of looking at the train trestle to see if it was damaged and stuff and then we heard a train whistle blow. Oh boy! <laughs> you should have seen these guys. They were all looking at each other, going like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is gonna hold, or
1: <laughs> let's find out?
0: <laughs> so these so all the all these big strong um, firemen and stuff started to back away from the train trestle. It's like I think we're just gonna sit this one out, guys, and, and stuff. So and so that was that was an eleven thousand dollar mistake on my part.
1: They made you pay for that.
0: Well, I, the curious thing is, I bought insurance. Here's oh, another thing. that I, Well, I bought insurance, but in the in the small print, it yeah. says does not cover overhead damage.
2: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> does not cover wooden bridges under ten feet. Yes, oh,
0: and it doesn't. Wow. It doesn't cover if you if you smash into something with the top of your your U-Haul. It they don't cover it. That is fair. Uh, and then I also had my own car insurance. I had liability, and they weren't covered either, and Damn. so I, I'm not going to name the company because I have a respect for the, well, I don't really. their name is Geico, so I, <laughs> I, I don't. so i will never I will never buy another of, uh insurance policy from Geico
1: yeah that's that's one of those items you want covered, man
0: yes but but, but I was surprised I still was alive. Because I because I, I hit the windshield and and
2: were you in the newspaper?
0: I, you know I didn't check. Like I, you oh, were I,
2: in it, believe me.
0: I probably was because right after that they put up these these uh, barriers on both sides of the of the thing to let people know how high it was, so that if you hit the barrier, you were going to uh,
2: um, you were going to hit the bridge. They and, had that circle with the line through it that had your face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: probably probably so Probably so But uh, have any of you been in, in Accidents like that or any, any Issue oh Kayla I figured Yes dear
3: Which one and how many Do you want to go back to oh, my like, childhood oh, Because boy. my grandma tells me I'm how like How many
1: I love
0: that and
3: question How many lives. And I've already used up probably about eight
1: Matt, I'm glad um, you've offered to drive her down to meet us for lunch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, um, One time I was driving in an old Chevy pickup truck um, right above the bridge um, going into Stanwood, actually. Like once you hit Stanwood, Lower Town Stanwood. And the stoplight had changed and the people in front of us all braked it. So we braked it at the last minute, but the person behind us didn't see. So when I was rear-ended, my head broke the back windshield and hit the head rack. And we came to a stop. I got out, I freaked out. This kid I think was probably about 17, 18 years old at the time. I realized that I was bleeding. And so I completely just went ape shit. Let's just say that. I saw red. literally and i just i attacked him and then then my concussion kicked in and they rushed us but the the shitty thing is though is they made me lay in all of the glass on the stretcher in the hospital until they made sure that my neck wasn't broken
0: oh my so so you, so you got a free <laughs> ride in an ambulance
3: oh that's just one of them <laughs> wow <laughs> um, I was actually pregnant with Araya and was in two car accidents. Somebody came not- around the corner. Um, I was of. I was stopped. They came around the corner and came into my lane and they hit me probably going 45. I was in my blue Honda scrunched oh, wow. the front end of my car on my side. Wow. Um, driving to Seattle to go see my friend Juan in the hospital. Cause I had found out he was just shot. Um, Jeez a long story, but I was driving on my way down there with Winston and my son in the car. Um, The people, you know, like on the freeway when they're like at a rolled stop, but their brakes aren't on. So I was coming up on people that were at a rolled stop, slammed on my brakes, swerved, you know, to avoid the person in front of me. Well the person that was going 60 65 behind me rear-ended me and bumped me into I believe it was four cars in front of me on the freeway and my whole my the whole front was completely smashed if I would have turned right onto ongoing traffic and like because I was in the fast lane so I I didn't go towards the rail and went into traffic it would have knocked out my son and Winston so instead, by me angling my car the way that I did towards the guardrails, bumped me into the guardrails and off to that far side.
0: Wow. You made the traffic report that day.
3: Oh, for sure I did. My mom and my dad were driving in the car together to come come see us because um, they found out that we were in the hospital. And the traffic was so backed up, they saw my car, and they couldn't even believe that I was alive. The pictures that I took oh, from that car just Insane! It's completely scrunched, front to back. God.
0: Yeah. Wow! Now, but that wasn't your fault. The, the person who rear-ended you ended yep. up paying for all of that, right? Oh
3: yeah, oh yeah, and the and the four cars in front of me that I I ran into. So it was a one, two, three, four, five, six or seven car pileup on the freeway.
0: Oh my goodness gracious!
3: And that was about three years ago.
0: And and you're you're okay today?
3: No. Oh, no. no. Um, well, I found out that I had arthritis and spinal bifida in my lower back when I was 16. I was driving a quad. This was my fault. <laughs> I was speeding thinking I was a little badass with my friend at the time on the quad. Well, we were cruising down a hill and something had run out in front of us. And my speed was probably about 40, 50. Well, we ended up rolling. I flew her off the quad she got road rash i landed up underneath of the quad knocked out cold i would probably say about three feet from going into the river Hmm. so that's initially what started like my fibro um arthritis and a lot of my body pain
0: you sound like i mean look on the bright side you ain't dead but (laughs) you got a lot of pain going to Yeah, my grandma
3: it. says I'm like a cat. She doesn't know how. And it all started with a rope swing when I was a little kid
0: was a rope swing. Yeah. What did you do a rope swing?
3: I was going off a rope swing. I think when I was about seven years old and it had like a kind of like a noose wrap on the bottom where people could stick their foot in. Well, I, you know, stuck my foot in and went out with it. Well, my foot slipped in the noose and just flipped me up and underneath the water. I begged my mother for like two hours to go with me because I didn't want to go alone. Thankfully, my mother was there with me or otherwise I would have not be here.
0: You've been busy.
1: Eric, how about you? Do you uh, Have you had any horrific accidents? No. But, you know, I've always been lucky that way. You know, I, I raced cars when I was a kid. So I learned how to drive when I was six. And I think, you know, much like when your parents teach you gun safety when you start driving very young and they teach you you learn because i was always a very responsible driver and which just is not true anybody that rode with me as a teenager know that i had a maverick with a six on the six because i could get it off the ground (laughs) now (laughs) but i used to drink a little bit when i was uh oh an older teenager And ouzo was my favorite drink. I would drink a fifth of this stuff. And, you know, I might have, you know, some beer. And then there was also, I understand, some marijuana that would float through the the parties that I'd go to. And I'd inadvertently inhale. Not like Clinton. You know, I'd I'd inadvertently (laughs) inhale. So anyway, on one of these New Year's Eve parties, um, it became time for me to leave. And this was down in South Seattle. I lived in North Seattle. So I was heading up the freeway. And I was down, I was driving my truck, which was, uh, I think it was a 70, no, it was a 69 Dodge truck. And I was comfortably going down the road. It was about two, two thirty in the morning and there wasn't a lot of traffic. And, and I got into, I got into my truck and knowing that, uh, probably shouldn't be driving, but, uh, I'm a damn good driver, especially when I drink. I can see a long ways, and I just know I'll be fine. So <laughs> I head down the road, and the, the weed, you know, keeps you focused. So, you know, the 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 mixture of the two is, makes you fully aware of what's going on. Of course. And it was, you know, I felt the best way for me to sober up. I was going down the road on the freeway. I could tell, yeah, I need to sober up some more. So I'm holding on to the, the driver, the 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 steering wheel, and I, I lean over to roll down the passenger window. And, you know, the trucks are good size, so I'm leaning all the way over, and I'm in the right lane, and I get that window all the way down. And I, I get up, and I see that I'm heading straight towards the wall on the left side of the freeway. So I grab the steering wheel, and I, and I pull it as hard as I can, and my truck gets on to two wheels, and it goes... <laughs> Back across the freeway, and I drop it down on all four, and I just miss the, you know, the barrier on the right side, and I swing back over, and I start fishtailing, because, you know, I didn't want to slow down, because that would be <laughs> suspicious that I might be drinking, so <laughs> I, managed, I managed to get it uh, down on all four wheels, and I did, you know, slow it down a bit, and I was checking my rear view mirror and there was all there's all this smoke, and these cars were like you know, pulled over, and you know, turned this. <laughs> i had got a cross traffic, back and forth, and I got it, and I pulled off on the next uh, on the next exit, and I went down the arterials and side roads all the way at home. It took me about a half hour, and I looked on the news that day because I thought, man, I hope I didn't cause an accident and somebody you know got hurt. But thank God, you know. From what I could see, I didn't cause an accident, and nobody got hurt. But that was the last time that I ever drove and and that I ever drank and drove. Seriously, that was the last time.
0: Oh, I can't believe that you you would drink a whole bottle of Uzo.
1: Oh, yeah, I love Uzo. To this day, that's still – I love Uzo. It's kind of
0: like mouthwash,
1: isn't it? Well, not if you get the good stuff, you know. There's, you know, you can – you know, there's a difference between, you know, good Uzo and bad Uzo.
0: Oh, I had no no earthly idea. Matt, do you have a story?
2: In high school, I was written up dead at a car wreck. The police... Jeez. Wait, blocked wait, wait. A guy hold on, hold on, hold
1: on. You dead. were what?
2: I was written up dead from a car wreck. A, a guy on Henderson, <laughs> the intersection of Empire Way and Henderson, rented a car from Hertz. He was speeding 60 miles an hour ran ahead, ran through a red light and hit me head on. And the woman behind me, I guess I set a pick for her. Uh she testified and whatever, cause she would have got it just as bad. I got up and walked out of the car. I was following a buddy of mine to go to Herfey's. He saw the whole thing and he got out and he saw me walk out. He said, You are being saved for something. Now three things, it all happened in slow motion. It happened in very slow motion when that occurred. I remember throwing it in reverse, popping the clutch, the brake, and something Joey Chitwood would pull off. And then number two, I was in the wrecking yard showing my little sister what a car wreck looks like, and these insurance guys yelled, get away from that. Why? Uh, this is a fatality. We're doing insurance. I go, what was the driver's uh-huh. name? They mentioned my name. So I showed them my license. And they said, impossible. They said, well, wait a minute. You never made it to the hospital. I said, right. I walked away. They go, that's why they wrote it. And so it was, it could very well have been guardian angel act of God thing. Now, here's the third thing. My wonderful former wife, when I was getting to know her, we went to different high schools. And she talked about a car accident she was in. And while I was in one too, she said, well, mine was pretty bad. I was going through Henderson, lost the brakes. And one night she says, it was that pole right across the street. See the dent? I said, how about it? That dent on that pole, that's where the cars ended up when I had mine. Wow. And I don't know if it's coincidence or if it's a cosmic thing, whatever. And I'll throw this in. my I attend Are shows you- like Psychic Spectrum and that, and people do readings, they pick the year it happened and said something happened. You had a walk-in. Something stopped and continued. They try to explain that. They go, did something happen? And I know they're referring to the car accident. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: interesting. It's amazing. Interesting. Well, well, Miss Badass, what do you think?
3: It's pretty interesting, sorry. My daughter's in here playing with her piggy bank. She's dumped all of her money out and now she wants marbles in it.
0: <laughs> Isn't it wonderful to be three?
3: Yeah. You're so silly. <laughs> Yes, that's your piggy bank. They don't and not everybody needs to see it. I do have a funny story though, um, that my mother has told me for years growing up. Gotta go, miss. Um, my mother went to Cascade High School and I believe it was the PE teacher at the end of the year. They played a prank. Was it your PE teacher? Or your principal, mom? He wasn't he was my um, English teacher. Your English teacher? That we put the Volkswagen yeah. on top of the roof. Yeah. They would you get rope? That's how we got it up there. They took rope. Really? And took a Volkswagen bug and stuck it on the top of Cascade High School. Really? I remember
2: that.
3: Her English teacher. Yes. With a bunch of rope. With yeah. a bunch of rope. What, yeah, what, wrestler guys come and help. What
0: What year did your mom graduate from high school?
3: What year? Seventy eight. Seventy
0: eight. Oh, you're just a baby. Never mind. Uh, that was that was that because I was seventy five, and but I remember something about a Volkswagen. They getting getting up on a, on at, at that time. So
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so that's just a funny. We I thought we'd throw in trouble. there she said she got in so much trouble
1: yeah i can imagine <laughs> with a rope that wouldn't pass osha these days
3: well I'm, I volkswagens were i guess were tiny well they're still tiny but maybe it was just light enough that if you had old wrestling team and football team to do it
2: yeah they're light thank cars. god, thank god.
0: <laughs> now i got a question for you guys um in your travels of buying cars used cars new cars all the all those things Tell us some. Give us some tips. Don't, you, do do, <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. If you want to buy a car, give us some tips on uh, on how to go about buying a car and paying the least amount you can.
1: Matt, hire, hire, hire Matt's friend,
2: Brian. <laughs> but we won't mention the last name. Uh, I was talking to these guys from back south that knew the automobile business very well. And one of the things they would do when they wanted to pawn something off, it's an old trick, I guess, you put in a new brake pedal. Because whenever somebody's (laughs) selling a car and it's down to the metal and hitting it, it not only tells you how often it was used, but how it was being used. And so the new brake pedal, they go like this, like, yeah, I see the logic behind that. But I guess you could buy an old Far West taxi cab, paint it up, and if that brake pedal looks fresh, 50-50 chance it's going to be sold quickly. You know, now. that odometer, roll it back. Yeah. This this
0: seems like it would be a, like a no-brainer, but I don't think it is. Never buy a used car from a
1: body mm, shop. That's good one. That's a good one. That's, you know, yeah. That's like buying a hot dog out of a Santa can. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> know where it's bad. <laughs> you never want, you know. Whatever want, you know. It's like secondhand smoke is bad. You know. You think secondhand, so you never want food that's already been used. It's <laughs> shitty. <laughs> the last time I bought a car, and I bought a car a year ago, and this was the best job I've ever done buying a car. Because I took six months, literally. Well, I probably took a year if you really want to count, you know, when the idea entered my head that I was going to get an electric car. And I decided I was going to get a used one, which, you know, cuts down on how many used electric cars there are out there. And I went through this whole process. And and it it took me six months to buy a sofa once. I'm a interior designer, was an interior designer for 27 years, it took me six months to buy a sofa. That tells you how much I struggle with making a decision. So <laughs> I, I started, you know, arguably six months to a year before I actually purchased this thing. But I went through and I, I looked at, I looked because I fall in love with things the way they look. And I looked at all the different electric cars, you know, and I my first idea was get a street legal golf cart. I thought, okay, you know, I can go thirty miles an hour because my commute is six and a half miles, and I can take all side roads. It's gonna, I can spend five thousand bucks, and it's not much money. I, it's not going to take much for the charge. It's going to be cheap. Uh, It's going to be safe. It's going to be all those things. It's just not like me. That was my whole philosophy: do something that's not like you. So, I went through every electric car. And I found this place that only sells. In fact, there's a couple in town. But I specifically, I went into this place a couple of times. And this uh, car dealer, who's got a bit of an attitude, he's a little hung on himself. He 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 knows his stuff, and he's a little bit uh, dismissive of people, so to speak. And I tell him what I, I'm telling him what I have in mind. I'm saying, you know, do you mind uh, telling me what you think of these cars? Because I have in mind that I'm going to get this golf cart that's a street legal thing. And he says, why would you do that? Why don't you spend $2,000 more and get yourself a real car? I said, well, what's the advantage of that? And he says, it's a real car. (laughs) I said, okay. He said, it's more comfortable. You get more range out of it. You get turn signals, you get uh, headlights, you get all that stuff that uh, you're going to want if you're going to have, buy a car. So, I said okay and he introduced me to some you know cars that were just a couple of thousand dollars more than what i had in mind and they looked good and and i walked out the door and i came back you know a couple of months later and he looked at me and go you again and so he he showed me where the cars were and you know i walked around i sat in a couple and asked him about a couple that were uh, out of my price range he says those are out of your price range and it's okay <laughs> So I left, and I found this other place that uh, sells electric cars, and I'd done my research. I found a perfect uh, little commuter car that didn't cost very much, and I went through my list. Through all of this stuff, That over the six months, I came up with a, a workable list of what I wanted to do. I just wanted to commute. I wanted a decent amount of range so that I could go to work, go buy groceries. If, uh, God forbid, somebody calls, wants to go out for dinner, I can go out for dinner and not worry about, you know, having to call AAA. By God, what if I break down this AAA service electric cars? I had to go through all that stuff. Called my insurance company. What does, uh, do you guys cover electric cars and why? And how much is that going to cost and why? And they answered all these questions. And I went, uh, I called up the dealer, and this was during COVID, so I had in mind, nobody's buying cars. So I can cut this guy down. I can get a a hell of a price on a car. This is the right time to do it. And they said, yeah, we got four right now of what you're describing. Come on down. So I I come in, and and I look at these cars, and I give them a low-ball price, and he goes, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everybody's got cars these days I think they could come in and uh, lowball i said no they're in demand right now so this is what we're asking for which is still in my price range so i picked up a fiat 500e for ninety three hundred dollars out the door it was a 2017 had fourteen thousand miles on it and because i work for the county we have uh, free electrical chart we can hook up our cars to their outlets for free and this helps them because the county wants to reduce their carbon, uh, their carbon footprint. So they keep track of all that stuff, and it benefits the county somehow. And of course, it benefits me because I get free power. So I did all of this ridiculous, stupid uh, research that uh, you know intelligent people uh, supposedly do. And it's painful. It's painstaking. It's a pain in the ass. But uh, it turned out to be worthwhile. Well,
0: this apparently turned out not to be worthwhile for Susan. She says, the first car I co-owned was purchased by an old boyfriend's father. A piece of shit. Um, When I left him, I left the car. Never regretted either of them. Uh Uh-oh. Where did he go?
3: No, I think he, I think Matt did the same thing earlier.
0: Yes okay. he, he did i I think what he did was i i i I've come to know um Eric long enough. Well, no, maybe not. I thought we're maybe you were
3: Um thought uh, maybe
1: you were going to use
3: a take a today.
1: bathroom break. No, I thought Kayla cut me off because I was laughing at her blonde moment.
3: no. <laughs> off with your head no
1: (laughs) (laughs) she is a badass that's right a salty
0: badass And speaking of which if you're you're just tuning in we are playing with Kayla May because we're going to start a new program with her that is going to air on My Independence Report and it's going to be Kayla May a salty badass or something like that it'll be
3: Uh, I don't know divine spiritual badass talk with Kayla May Oh, that's an easy
1: one to spit out.
3: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, no.
0: I I like Kayla May's spiritual badass. It's succinct. It's to the point. It says exactly what we wanted to say. And uh, if anybody I can has just leave
3: a my name out of it, huh? I can just leave my name out of it and just do divine spiritual badass.
0: There was a time, Kayla May, when I was actually on a professional style radio station. And I was talking to a professional style disc jockey, and I said, "Got any tips for me?" And he said, "Yes, branding. Get your name out there and keep your name out there, no matter what, all the time. Keep your name out there. That's called branding, and that's the only. That's what you need to do." Matt does that. Matt goes on more talk shows than I do, and that's saying something, uh, don't you, Matt?
2: Well, I keep rolling the dice, and I keep taking the fight to KKNW. And I also um, spend nights where I look up talk shows of specific topics throughout the nation. And I have a stack of books and envelopes and tons of stamps and greeting cards. And I will mail signed books to various talk shows just to see if I catch on. Now, I got a used car story for you. The neighborhood I grew up in, we had a nice man a couple doors up. His name was Bill. He sold used cars. And I would hear jokes in the neighborhood about wearing tacky shirts and making people like and the hair greased up, all that stuff. And so I'm a little boy and I asked him about it. And he said it can be a corrupt trade. And he told me something that his boss did. He said his boss would get a brand new, beautiful car and advertise it for like half the price. And then he would tell his sales team, whoever sells that car is fired. They were being threatened to connive. Ooh, and geez. we'd have to say, oh, you don't want to buy that car. It got bent in shipping. we got to come up with some lie because that's your job. Because, hell, I'll just buy it and sell it to the kid, you know, that type of thing. Then he tried to steer them away to a junker or something. And finally, somebody wouldn't listen to you. The way the car is, the year, the price, don't tell me anything. I'm buying it. But whatever salesman sold that car, they were fired. God. Yeah. yeah. His boss okay. had tactics like that just so to weird. really know that side of the trade.
0: Here's a real good lesson for somebody, for everybody, actually. Do you guys know what a second sticker is?
2: What do you mean? Refresh like me.
0: In most of the time, when you go to a car dealership, what they'll do is they've got a sticker that's got the basic price, and then they have a second sticker. That has uh, different things added in, and they charge you more. Oh yeah, yeah, the deal. Yeah, the art of the deal. So whenever you walk into a car dealership, I did, I did, I did this with the car that I have now, which has worked out beautifully. I, I went to, um, um, what was it? The IKEA dealer in Renton, and uh, and I I said when we we were looking at is at that time. I ended up with a Hyundai, a much better car. And uh, and I said, by the way, see this? And she said, yeah, that's the second sticker. I said, uh, we're going to start negotiating after you deduct that. We're going to go with this price here, and then we're going to negotiate from here. So she said, well, okay. And then we get in, th- these people are so slick. We get into her the little cubicle and she starts adding stuff up, and she's adding the second sticker into different aspects of the pricing. And I'm going, no, no, that that's the second sticker. And she said, well, but that's what we charge. So I left. I go to a uh, Hyundai dealer, and I say, by the way, that second sticker, forget about it. I'm not going to pay anything. I'm not going to pay that at all. And she said, oh, we don't charge for the second sticker. I said, why do you have it there? And she said, "Because some people don't ask, but if you ask, we don't charge you that. So, oh. so you got to when you're buying a used car or a new car, you have to look at the, for the second sticker, and uh, and start negotiations after that second sticker has been removed. Huh. So, so you don't charge that. That's that's my little <laughs> advice for buying a brand new car.
3: Interesting. Yeah, Very it. interesting.
0: Because they will they will." You know, I used to think they can't be all that bad, but most of them are just horrible. And of course, they're, they're trying to make a living, and I get it—they're trying to make a living, but they're trying to make a living on on money that I don't have, and to yeah. make it
2: even even worse. So it's 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 hard, Matt? I mentioned my friend Brian. He had a sidekick named Joey. I will not mention the last name. Yes, they've been arrested before. I've known <laughs> Joey since kindergarten. But anyway, Joey had a paper out, and it served like a reconnaissance mission because he would see things like cars he wanted. And he was at this one house of this elder couple, and in the blackberry bushes was a 1951 Hudson. It was mint condition, just rusted a bit, but not a rust bucket. So he knocked on the front door, and the guy was proud because he ordered it himself from the company, opened the door and showed him the personalized monogram, Glove box. Joey wanted to buy it. And the guy, no, 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 I'm not going to sell it. What a thing sitting there. It hasn't run in a long time. Joey did the paper out for them. He checked the obituaries every day. And the day that man's came up, his name came up. He went to that house, talked to the widow, and she sold it to him for a couple hundred dollars. All he had to do was get it towed out, got the electrical redone, tires. That he painted a beautiful beige color and got all the chrome redone and he could not park it anywhere without people leaving their phone number and offering a price on it
3: nice. i have something to talk about though with the obituaries for sure this is how people go about getting scams on elderly people is finding them in the obituary when they have passed away if they still have a living spouse or family member or relative they know that if they just passed away and they see it in the obituary they are in the free and clear to go rob that person's house so this is definitely something that more people should be aware of let alone your mail being taken fake phone calls being put out there i've had plenty of phone calls saying that if you don't respond to this you're gonna go to jail send me in an instant panic attack until winston smacks me at the head and says no you're not that's fake kayla may so more people should be aware that people can get your social security your bank accounts they can look in an obituary and they can find you or your address people need to be aware of these things because this is something that happens on a day-to-day basis look Elders- Our targets
2: when i see certain people holding a cardboard sign Mm -hmm. i will take the sign and tear them up on the back of them they will have the driver's license of the car and what time of day they are there and Mm -hmm. now they look it up on the internet and they know where their residence is because they know they're scheduled yeah
3: see that's scary that's I had, scary to me you can i had Google one yesterday my front door <laughs> you know I
0: had, I had one yesterday it went like this and it was a recorded message hi this is amazon calling and your credit card has been charged 1475 dollars, and we are holding your card to and and we are and we're holding your account your account has now been frozen. In order to unfreeze your account, press one. In order to to uh, to to change your password, press two. And basically, what it is is it's somebody that's trying to get you to give them your credit card number or your password and user number, so that they can then access your account and 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 takes money from you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you got you've got to be very very careful.
3: Yep, there's so many slime ball people out there. It's not even funny. Oh, man,
1: I had this. Uh, I had a call this morning um, from the Social Security Department. They and, don't call you. Yeah, they do. They're they're very serious because they're very concerned about what happens to you. So this nice lady with an Indian accent called, and um, <laughs> I, I was eating breakfast, so I didn't take the call then. And I I called back later because uh, I listen to the message is social security you must return our our call immediately uh, as we have trouble with your account Oh, my god i don't want that to happen so i called her and said you know is this steve and she says no steve here and this is social security is this eric hall and i said yes this is eric hall i'm, I'm calling steve sugar back and, and she says no this is social security we called you we're very concerned and i said i, I see um, thank you. I, I'm recording this call now, and you guys have called me before. And I'm going to report this as the third call. Then I'm going to turn it into the FBI. And she was animate that uh, I was committing a crime and uh, taking Social Security benefits on purpose. And I said, "Ma'am, keep talking." And I so said, I'm going to turn this into, you know, the FBI because you guys are scum. I think what you're doing is terrible. And you've probably done this on somebody and it works. And I hope you never sleep again. And that's where I left the conversation. I hung up on her and I don't, you know, I didn't record it. I don't, I'm not going to send it into the FBI, but, uh, you know, they need to hear that crap. Yeah. I think the IRS and the uh, Social Security people are—they have the same accent, the one that has yep. called me. The same accents, so you know what a coincidence. Mm-hmm. It's it,
0: it's amazing because they the, the the IRS only communicates through the mail. That's they right. never call you unless you make the mistake of calling them. <laughs> exactly, and and have you ever gotten the calls? That uh, I got one that was from the I supposedly from the IRS, and they said that I had committed fraud and that <laughs> they were going to send the police to my house. Taylor uh, had the same thing
3: same phone call, yeah, like at least five times
0: i'm going to we're going to send the police to your house because you have committed a federal offense Mm -hmm. and so therefore we are going to have you arrested and sent to jail unless you dial one now Mm -hmm. (laughs) and talk to our representative about why you should be and and it's like good lord but you know some of the phone companies now are doing a really good thing where it says um huh
3: Scam likely.
0: Scam likely call, yeah. So so if it's a scam likely call, just don't don't even bother answering it.
3: When I pick up those phone calls and they give me the option to push one, I don't think those people really think before they're calling me (laughs) (laughs) because I push one.
1: (laughs) With one particular (laughs) finger. And they
3: get a big old earful of my mind at that current time. (laughs) So... They
0: should think twice before they call me, Mommy. from now. Yes, and but the, the and Susan, you're right. There, they are not very bright, but it's unfortunate, and that's why it's important to have this conversation. That there are people that all will take it seriously and will act on it, and they will give their credit card information over the phone, or they'll give their social security number. Or they'll do something like that. They're being asked to do the one that I always loved is is uh, when they say, "Okay, you owe the IRS X number of dollars, and we're going to send the policeman to come to your house." But so what we want you to do is to go to Home Depot and buy a cash card, and uh, um, for in the tune of four hundred dollars or whatever it is, and then give us the cash card number, and that will solve your debt. And there are people that actually do that.
3: Mm-hmm. There, there are people. There are more people out there that do do that than you, than you think. So this is a good subject to be on because more people should be aware that the phone calls that they're receiving are not really real phone calls. <laughs> no. It's just people out there being fake, shady people who just want to make a fancy buck. This a is why,
1: bike. this is why all four of us right here are destined to be poor. We're just <laughs> not that creative with how we go about getting buddy. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you it's, know.
0: It, it's 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 terrible what what people are you know, are able to do. I, as a matter of fact, I had a website or a uh, email address, and my nephew is a. Have, is, have, do you guys hang around computer nerds ever, Winston? There is sometimes when you're talking to these computer nerds that are really, really talented at what they do, they talk in a language that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And and he he was talking this way because he could go and find out what my email address, how many dark sites it was on. And I had to terminate it because I one because one time they took my entire um, email, they took the inbox. They took the the out. They took all of the all, all the contacts. My in, in my box was my. This was with Comcast. My box was totally empty. And my cousin said, wow. because you're on like a dozen uh, uh, sites that uh, that people are taking your your information. So wow. it was. So you got to be really careful about the information and the websites that you put out there. Uh, Matt, what do you think?
2: Way back when when I had somebody look at my um, bank statements, they said, did you know that you are paying for gym memberships on the East Coast? And it's exactly (laughs) what you were saying. Something was transpiring, they went through it and they settled it somehow. But somehow it ended up over there paying memberships in a gym for a variety of people.
3: Mm -hmm. You can also get emails. Though that they're like, subscribe here, and then initially you're turning around and subscribing for something that you, you, you're you not even subscribed for. Yes. Now, trust th- me, I've been there and done that. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: this is this when is, is
3: says no Kayla.
0: <laughs> this is interesting that uh, Susan brings up. I saw a scam YouTube channel today of Nighting Bird, the scammer had a fake go to me or go fund me link. And they were selling T-shirts. I replied to <laughs> a few comments to let them know it was fake. What tipped me off was a misspelling of her name. Looked looked around and it was obviously fake. Uh, so there are there are people you just don't know anymore. It's no. it, 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 people are trying to scam you any which way that they can, and a YouTube channel no less.
3: Mm-hmm. See, oh. you now I've had issues with YouTube channels, and you know how you did the interview with. Um, uh, that lady about sex, sex abuse, I think it was, or something, and right. how I brought up that on YouTube channels, um, they make Minecraft videos and put them up as Minecraft videos, but in reality, they're porn sites that children cling, click into. Been there, dealt with that, not cool, and it should be publicly out there.
0: Wow, and that that's okay. a YouTube
3: channel, then. That's Matt? a YouTube channel this is on YouTube something that your your three-year-old could be watching Coco melon say for instance, a learning thing and something pops up as an ad and they accidentally click into it and boom there you are right in it. It's that easy and disgusting.
2: Wow, man. The job I retired from, I dealt with a lot of Canadian truck drivers, and a group of them called me from Canada saying, Matt, you're being scammed. What's going on? Somebody typing in all capital letters claims that it's you in the Philippines desperately needing money so you could make it home. (laughs) And they say, we know better than that. But uh, there were those that were getting that with my name and my picture on it. Mm-hmm. at uh whoever came up with that one
3: i know so i've had that happen to me matt i've i've actually had that happen to me and it was through a friend and the father said that he got a phone call from me i've never left washington state that can be noted i've never been anywhere So he gets a phone call from, you know, the Philippines, Mexico or something like that, stating that him and uh, me and his son are in jail and need to be bailed out. And he swore up and down that it was me on this phone conversation with him. He sent them money. He came to my house months later and asked me for the money. And I go, what are you talking about? Like, I I have never been anywhere. You didn't ship me, borrow me, bail me out from jail. That's on my record. I am squeaky clean. This is not me. Wow. And this went on for months for him to make, you know, for him to believe. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? She's never been anywhere. You know, it, 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 this happens on a day-to-day basis and more people need to be aware.
0: It's, and sometimes it's really, really sad. Um, I had my uh, tax return, this is years ago now. Now it's electronically filed, but the tax return came in the mail, um, or the, the, the refund came in the mail, and it was like $400. And we didn't get it. We didn't get it. We didn't get it. And so I called them, and they said, no, they'd mailed it a long time before. So then I put a trace on it. And, uh, I get a call one day from a, a gentleman in Centralia who has a convenience store. And he, and he said, You, uh, you, you, you came in here and you said that you had, you needed the money because you'd had no other way to pay and you were, you were homeless and you, and you had, or, or whatever it was that you can't, um, you couldn't make a payment, or you couldn't get gas, or you couldn't get food, and I felt sorry for you, so I cast your uh, IRS check, and it, w- it wasn't me at all. It was, and, but there are that people will play upon your your heartstrings to get what they want from you, and, and use you, and use any kind of uh, a scam that they can. It's, it's terrible. And I felt badly for the guy because the IRS then came back to him and said, you owe, you owe this. We paid him because it was a fake deal. But now guess what? You owe us. And that he was not happy. I felt sorry for him. Boy.
3: Yeah, see, that's what happens when you're You gu- I wouldn't necessarily say gullible. It's what happens when you have a heart and people take that as vulnerability, and they attack you for your weakness. That's no why good deed goes unpunished.
2: That's right. Say that again, Matt. No good deed goes unpunished. Hmm. Nope.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, and Susan says, this is why when I was a bank teller, we had strict rules about check cashing. Yes. I got a, I got a bone to pick with. Uh, I, I'm not going to say the name of the bank because it, they're probably uh, listening now. But you know, the key bank is not somebody that I'll ever do business with again, because uh, we had somebody uh, that uh, that took a hundred dollars, wrote a hundred dollar check. They didn't have ID. They didn't have a check. They had a name, and and they they gave them a counter check to use and they cashed $100 out of my account and it wasn't even close to my signature or anything and and they didn't ask for ID they said we have a policy with it if it's under uh, if it's under $200 then we'll uh, um um cash the check for you and they didn't even have a check they had they had to get the account number and the check from the bank all they had was my name jeez Wow.
3: Oh, there's a uh, receipts are another thing working at Sally's beauty supply in Everett, there would be receipts that accidentally either got dropped on the ground, thrown in a garbage can for McDonald's, Rite Aid, Bartels, any kind of place, store, Walmart, you name it. They would come into Sally's with the receipt of another person and say that they didn't get these things or such and such. And they would come back and get their money. Or they would bring in something old or fill the shampoo bottles up with water or a different kind of shampoo and bring it back for their money when it wasn't even their receipt to begin with. So this is how sneaky people can be.
0: I well, was at I was at Fred Meyer one time and I, and I saw this guy walk in and he goes to the shelf and he picks up an item Goes to the uh, um, customer service area, presents a receipt for the item that he just picked off the shelf, and said, "I want to return this." Why? And they did. Oh Be- no! <laughs> because, oh, but, no. yeah, it's so it's it, the people do the the darndest things and. Uh, um it's it's just just amazing it's just so take care of yourselves and make sure that that you are not being gullible Uh or or if it's if it it seems to be too good to be true it probably is
3: yeah make sure you got your p's and q's and check (laughs) that's what i tell myself
0: exactly exactly so so this has been a fun episode guys i've enjoyed this today has been fun
3: i was like are we done yet yet?" that's why my head (laughs) look at the time
0: well we're getting we're getting close and actually i would like to put out there to somebody that's listening to us if you would like to uh for us to cover any topics for us to do some research or if you'd like to give us a call and talk to us at number 206-408-1395. You can give us a call, and we will be happy uh, to talk to you. But uh, actually, I think I just terminated the call. Never mind. Uh, but if you if you want to give us a comment uh, on a topic that you would like okay. us to cover, and we'll do our research, won't we, guys? We'll be yeah. diligent and do our research and come up with uh, a, uh, a good show based upon a topic. What do you think,
3: Matt? mm mm-hmm. Yeah, let I, I like to have the
2: outside coming in on us.
3: Yeah. Yes, Let's indeed. Uh, let the viewers make a topic for us this next Wednesday. That
2: Let's would be topic. fun. Eric,
1: what do you think? I think that's a great idea.
0: So, but keep in mind that in order for us to pick your topic, you have to write your topic in the comments and send it to us so that we can so that we can play with it a little bit. That would be that would be a lot of fun and matt thank you for the uh you know it's amazing when we do a two-hour show like this we end up talking about all kinds of stuff
2: that's what i like we go off on tangents one thing leads to another and what i really liked about today was talking about kayla's new show she's going to have on your show you know the addition to her show coming on
0: i i think that'll we gotta
2: i think we figured out a good name for it it has enough profanity to it right (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i really like the concept what do you think eric do you think she can handle it
1: oh absolutely i think it'll do very very well
0: so kayla may spiritual badass i just i really like that title i really do
2: get some I'm shirts made that. i'll wear one
3: there you, go. <laughs> you know we should we should make a lunch club shirt and you know and get of the club
2: kayla made bad one
3: Oh well, I still that could be possibly made. It'll Uh, make
2: the hell's angels and banditos just bow down when you got that thing on.
3: (laughs) I doubt that, but you know I'll take my chances.
2: No, I would.
0: I would love to. And we're still in. Not me. If you've heard this before, but we're in development of a um, My Independence Report website uh, that will have a store on it, and and we will have T-shirts for sale, like. Like uh, spiritual badass and stuff like that, so it will, it will be it will be fun uh, if I ever get my website done.
3: Hey, Winston's working on it.
0: I know, he's I know.
3: Doing, he's he's done quite a good. Eric and Matt, we need more pictures of you guys too. More. Yeah, more pictures because we need them up for the website. Oh. Find my phone for your sister, please. I don't know. <laughs> You want a 10-year-old and a three-year-old? Somebody come save me. <laughs> Just kidding. My mom's supposed to be saving me, but she's not doing a very good job. I think she's putting her head on before she comes back out.
0: Putting her head I'm on? I'm sorry.
3: She's putting her head on before she comes back out. She's walking oh. that Hoochie Minh trail before she comes back out to <laughs> deal with the grandkids. Oh. <laughs> no <laughs> offense. We're on live rate. Whoops. <laughs>
0: oops by the way the police will be at your house in 10 minutes
3: oh shit no (laughs) i do want to put it out there though with this last you know few minutes that we do have on there if any of you guys have a question um a spiritual question that you guys would like answered or anything just feel free to add a comment and i'll try to do my best to answer it for everybody
1: now i've tried to call in but i get a busy signal well it's
0: it's it's, it's I, I took it down because nobody was calling in. So oh, but and I'm calling costum- in. Yep. It's, a, it's too late now.
1: Oh, how do I get a question in? <laughs> well you can you can we'll let you just go ahead and ask one. Just ask a question, like you know, without using my phone? Yes. Well see if you use That's, your phone is that white privilege? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't get me involved man <laughs> <laughs> no we we won't get you involved but i do Thank i you. do have to, i do have to tell a real quick story about Kayla may that uh was really and and also matt uh that, that how it all worked together just so seamlessly was that uh, um Kayla may and, and we've been getting to know each other quite a little bit better, and we were talking about my family and my mother and and my brother, and, and my brother, of course, had passed. And, and we we're talking about my mom, who was 90 years old and stuff. And 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 I made the comment that she was going to live to be 102. And Kayla May said, Well, I don't think so. I, you know, I, I get the feeling that her timeline is a lot shorter than that. And then she also said, My brother is ministering, who's my brother had passed, is ministering to uh, my mom. And that, uh, um, and then on saturday uh, my mom passed away and uh, i got i got a spiritual question for you kayla this morning i had a dream and the dream was very vivid and it was very real and in this dream i was in a room full of people and i see my brother there and i see other folks that and it's like they're all having a great big party for my for my mother who had recently arrived. Um, Matt is shaking his, or nodding his head. Very very real and very very. I
3: told you that she was greeted by all, right? Right. And she was shocked by it. So probably initially by now, yeah, they're throwing a big old party because her spiritual awakening was wow, when she was greeted by literally all of everyone that she knew. That's so that was real.
0: And, and so, so you know, I don't know whether some of you believe in this stuff or not, but I'm telling you, it's very true. It's It's very real. And Matt is nodding his head. So Matt, go ahead.
2: Well, no, my entire life I've heard one story after another. And uh, my dad did a few touch and goes before he finally left us where he was clinically not monitored anymore. And then he came back and had stories that the nurses say they're all doing that. But uh, I've talked to people where I've watched them on life support, they release them, and then later they would give an account for the loved ones on that side while they're still straddling and back with us, that touch and go thing. It's beautiful, it's nice to know there is great stuff once we leave this place and they're all there.
3: See, now Kevin got me stuck on watching Mr. John Edwards. So I think I watched him for about three, four hours this morning. So his mind in one of his videos, well actually about five of them that I watched, which there was more than just five, but he had initially stated that he believes that when, They all pass, they are greeted by all. And they are it's like a huge celebration, it's a huge welcoming party. So I strongly stand by what I said by that and got reassured by John Edwards.
0: Absolutely. And I'm not sure if you watch this episode that he did. I've I've watched him and he's been on my show. That was a highlight of, of the podcast when he came on. Uh, and uh spent an hour with us, but he said one time he was signing at a book signing mm-hmm. and no he he was doing he was he did a uh, um, a event, and when he does an event he 'll have two, three, four hundred people in a room, and he did the event and he talked with a lady during that event, and uh, he gave her a reading, and a reading was about somebody was having a major party. It was a a, a big time, big time party. And several months later, he's at a book signing and he's signing books for people. And this lady walks up and says, you're, I want to thank you. Mm
2: -hmm. And he
0: said, well, thank you for what? And she said, you read me several months ago and what you came, what you said came through. And he said, well, I don't remember the reading. I don't remember the, she said, you'll remember this one. Mm -hmm. And he, and uh, he's, she said, when you were uh, reading me, you told me that there was a big party going to happen. Big party. Don't know why, but there's going to be a really big party. And he said, and I, I, I'm glad I was sitting down because she then said, my son was murdered that day. And the party was on the other side with everybody coming together to greet him as he came back to the other side from this side. And uh, did did you watch that one, Kayla? Did did I do the story reasonable justice? Oh, yes, you did.
3: Sorry. My daughter finally found my phone that she was looking for.
0: So, and, and plus the fact, and I got to tell you, and this is why I believe in psychics and mediums. And, and John Edward did, I think I've told this story before, but it bears repeating, I think. Um, unless you guys tell me to shut up. Um, John Edwards was on my show. The way it worked was he called in. I wasn't allowed for him to do a reading of me or anybody that was connected to the show. But my sister, I lined up several people who wanted to talk to him so that they could talk to him on the phone, one of which was my sister. And my sister... Um, was the first up and so she she started talking to him and he came up with things that only somebody from the family would know he knew my my he said who died of lung cancer my dad died of lung cancer this is before my brother passed my my dad died of lung cancer who died of stomach cancer my grandfather's died of stomach cancer who had a heart attack my other grandfather had a heart attack oh who is got the R name that is associated with you? There are two of them, my brother Randy and her husband Roger. Uh, why is May an important month for you? It's her birthday and her two grandchildren were born in, in May. Um, and he kept going with all of this stuff. And I could verify it. And I could also verify that they'd never met. He was in New York. He, we were over here. There's no possible way that he got any of that information in any way, shape, or form, but it was all valid and it was all true. That's why Kayla May, who's just but a budding star spiritual badass, is going to be really, really I think she's going to be one of the more successful people that
1: I've ever been around. Well, thank you. So there. there. What, do you,
0: what do you think of That's
1: all that? Exciting. That's exciting. I think there's a definitely there's some definite definite reality to this kind of thing. You know, we're not aware of everything that goes on. And I've certainly had uh, incidences in my life that uh, make me believe in this stuff full force, you know. Um, I think you have to be open to it. That's the first thing. And Mm -hmm. accepting of what it is and and have a little bit of foresight, a little bit of openness to trying to understand Uh what you're being told or led to see. Well,
0: and the thing that Matt did the, the, with the used cars, yeah. that was just, I, I, I could not believe that he was get, where'd he go? Uh, <laughs> I could not believe that, that that came to you. And But you said that that came to you in kind of like, it came to you in a rush. And
2: I prayed to get an idea for a topic. I had my hands up in the air looking skyward like a lightning rod. I got hit. I liked the idea. It wasn't mine, but it was given to me into the same motion. It was transferred directly to you.
0: It was was amazing. And to finish that story, I was in the middle of a conversation with my sister talking about my mother's used car that we were going to have to go figure out how to either transfer the title or move it or get rid of it or do something with it. And and it was right in that conversation. And it was like, wow, that is amazing.
3: Synchronicity.
0: Yeah, it, it really was. Well, and it was, I believe... See, when we get to... I believe. When we get to the other side, we're... Uh, we regain a lot of our faculties, and we are a lot clear headed. And I think my mom recognized that she'd made a terrible mistake with this used car and that it was not going to be a good car, that she spent a lot of money on it and didn't need to. And so she utilized the connections with you and others to, to work with you to bring that to you so that you could bring it to me so that we could do this show and I could tell that story. I think it all works hand in hand and work together.
2: That's exactly what happened. Peter to Paul, hot potato. As soon as it was coming, I already knew where I was going to toss it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it, so it, was, it was truly amazing. It was truly I, amazing.
3: I definitely think this is her way of letting you know, That she is completely okay with your decisions and your dreams. That's why I said follow your dreams when I said that to you. That she's okay with your dreams. And this is her way of letting you know that right then and right there. That okay, I've passed. Now how am I going to reassure him in something that's coincidental? And poof.
0: Absolutely, Eric. Where'd you go?
1: I hit the wrong button.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I do that all the time. I'm famous for that. It's either that or I I I move my um, mouse down a little bit and then it goes completely black and then I get like deer in a headlight for a second because I can't see myself. So then I got to move the mouse back.
1: (laughs) Damn things! I know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The technology doesn't work with me. Okay, like okay, uh,
0: Miss uh, uh, Kay. The name is Spiritual Badass. Give us your last thoughts for today.
3: My last thoughts for today: always watch your ass. That's that's one thing. Always be careful because you never know what could be around any corner or just anything for that fact. Um, go with your heart flow with the environment that's around you and don't ever give up on what you feel is the right thing to do in life.
2: Matthew? I want to thank mom for a great show and I'm going to throw your brother in with the mix and I love it. We start off with one but then we get spontaneous amongst ourselves and we cover important things this and that. I love this show because I never know how it's going to finish but it always finishes up on a higher note that we started with. Another great one, Kevin.
0: I've enjoyed this one immensely. Eric?
1: I had a good time, too. Uh, thank you. Don't, you know, be careful when you go buy a used car. Don't don't look at your ass while you're buying a used car. Uh, watch their ass. And um, be careful. And don't answer the phone if the IRS calls. That's just good <laughs> advice anytime. Don't answer the mail either. In fact, you know, move if it comes to that point. Just keep moving when the IRS sends you mail that's the time that it's you know time to move
0: absolutely and and as far as to finish out the uh, um the story of the of the uh, uh, used cars especially here or if you're in a in a place that doesn't snow a lot make sure that the car fax does shows you where that car came from if it came from the east coast and it hasn't been properly maintained and what i mean by that is washed every couple of weeks so the undercarriage is clean and all of that to get the salt off of it. If you are buying a car and it's and they say, well, it just came in from, from New York, which is what happened to my mom. It just came in from New York. Do not buy that car because it could have significant uh, salt damage in the undercarriage, which also can include the uh, fuel line and the brake system. So, and you don't want to have that. So, so make sure that you do that. Anybody else have got a, uh, Eric, another car, uh, um,
1: um, advice thing? A majig thing? It, if you're not a mechanic, bring a mechanic or take it to a mechanic and pay that mechanic to check it out. It's worth Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Get, get a, get a neutral opinion before you buy anything.
0: Absolutely, because don't I'm, I'm fall freaking... in love
1: with cars. You know, everybody makes cars. They're beautiful. They're like you know, jewelry for men is, is what cars are. You know, and, and, and you know, I'm sure they're jewelry for women also. But let's face it, women have a lot of jewelry that men don't wear. We just see, and we're, we're not prone to wear, you know, earrings and you know, stuff like that. So we we buy cars, and you know. Leave it at that. Get a second opinion, because there's a lot of cars out. There. There's there's a lot of cars out there to buy. So you don't have to be hung up on one. In fact, look for cars that you don't like. I don't like that car. So I think I'll go get I'll go get one like that. And you'll be much better off. Well it's like you- a it's like a wife. You you don't want to get married to a 10. You know, you don't want to marry Raquel Welch. That that's a bad idea for somebody, you know, like me. You don't want to marry Raquel Welch because then you're always in the position of being concerned. Where is she going? Well, she's got a Broadway show and she's going to meet some guy that sings better than you. Right. And probably does a few other things better than you. So and he's a young guy. So you always got to worry about that. So you look for somebody that's. Uh, You know, not Raquel Wells, that was probably in the Caveman series, the one in the background that uh, did have the one eyebrow that they didn't have to paint on and didn't have to have the fur because she already was hairy. That's the one that you ought to marry because she's not going to go on a Broadway show and and marry some young stud that's better at a a few things better than you. That's just my opinion. There's an old joke about that.
0: It said, "Never marry a beautiful woman because if you marry an ugly one and she leaves you, it won't
1: hurt nearly as much." <laughs> See, we're deep. We're deep thinkers, and we're just letting this out. Just, just is advice. Winston's for all mindset of you
3: like this because I'm curious.
1: Huh? What's <laughs> I that? Said
3: is Winston's mindset like this because I'm curious? It, well, it
1: is a man well, thing. You you have to you have to understand, and you should understand this early. Men have two heads. And we put them both together, and we have twice as much thought.
3: I know that part. Most definitely, <laughs> know that part. I have twice I love,
1: as much thought to worry about.
0: I you love know, Robin Williams on that one. I, I love Robin Williams' joke about that, <laughs> which is God gave men two heads, but not enough blood to run both at the same time.
1: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is the Wednesday crew.
1: <laughs> it's not up to me to criticize Robin Williams. No, That was
0: funny right there. That was a funny joke right there. That
1: was a funny joke right there. He is always funny. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah. So, Matt, thank you for bringing the topic today. Yeah, this it was is a great topic. fun. Thank you, Matt. We, we've appreciated the show. Uh, <laughs> Badass Kayla, How you have a great day. Enjoy your children and stuff and i'm glad your daughter's feeling better and the fever broke and all that stuff yeah and uh and eric you you need to hang here for a minute because i got to talk to you but you Uh you guys all hang here i'm going to do this Uh we'll be right back Uh, i want to thank everybody for listening i was
1: going to get in trouble for that
0: yeah
2: let's start you up
0: yeah we'll be right back